This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Time. Anime, live. comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests, and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new me too i heard worse when no faith is empty i stayed the course so my haters tempt me beat the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time live Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Really, unintentional. Like, I didn't realize that uh, Halloween was going to fall on Sunday. I really don't follow holidays as much because I just keep it moving. But it is Halloween, and I hope everybody have a great one and safe one and fun one. Uh, We deeply need it. (laughs) <laughs> after last year around my area here in philadelphia it looks like at least my neighborhood within my radius in university city it seems like people are getting uh festive again i which is something i haven't even seen before COVID. so it means speaks volumes of people just wanting some type of normalcy and just want to clear the air of everything that would happen in 2020 and hopefully we can continue that and just try to strive to make things more positive and better and why not start here So the holiday season has begun and I hope everybody has a good one. With that said, today on our talk topic, we will be uh, reviewing My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, uh, which came out in theaters on Friday, virtually everywhere. And it's pretty much, I believe this is a first in terms of anime movies being this much of a big deal, being able to be played all over the place in, in many, many more theaters than it ever has been before. And, you know, kudos to my theater in Cinemark, um, like th- this Funimation went all out here because after the actual um, 
movie, they were giving out these really awesome manga booklets, which I'll talk a little bit about uh, when I go to the topic. But it was a My Hero Academia World Heroes booklet with a whole bunch of information regarding the movie, the characters involved, some of the new characters in there. But we'll talk about all that. I'll, I'll just be saying too much here. But um, yeah, we'll be talking about all of that in our talk topic. But let's not waste any time. Without further ado, because we do got some interesting information to talk about. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. Okay, to start off with some anime talk here, I want to give you Otaku an opportunity to check out this awesome anime that I have been craving to watch for quite some time, but had a hard time getting to find this because this is a Funimation anime and it's not on the Funimation app. I don't understand why. I don't know why, but it is absolutely fantastic, especially for all you guys who loved Food Wars. This is kind of a culinary related type of anime but it's not like food wars in a sense of you know they're competing uh, you know doing food this is a out of this world over the top type of anime which involves a what do you call a gourmet hunter and it's called Turico. and how i got into this basically was from the video game j star victory versus plus which was a shonen jump melee you know battle game arena battle game that came out years ago for the playstation 4 and the ps vita and actually you could still i believe you should be able to still get it and probably get it for really cheap on um the playstation network now i got it it's crazy because i bought the import of that game for the ps vita ages ago and unbeknownst to me that they were going to come out with this game in america and it was a rare it you you never know when it comes to these type of games whether they're going to make a, an american version an english version and they did and i was extremely happy because now not only do i get to enjoy this game again in english but now it's going to be for the playstation 4 and the ps vita and there's cross save features to it too so any part of it that i would go and play on the ps vita i can go play on a ps4 and I, that was just it was awesome and it had some of at the time the it was like the top favorite anime characters of that time of that time and it was celebrating i believe their 50th anniversary of that it's kind of like uh super robot wars is doing right now celebrating their 30th anniversary of that which i'll be reviewing this week on select start the video game podcast and it's it was it's pretty awesome basically toriko and and, and it just so you know like this series is not on Funimation again I say that but it's it's on Tubi TV of all things I don't understand why and it's the English version I've watched a bunch of uh, different episodes from this series but I didn't get to finish I didn't have all the episodes and I've been looking for this everywhere it was on Funimation for a bit and then it just stopped it, they just never took it off and it's been gone for years i've even had people try to help me find this anime lo and behold going to 2b tv for some reason because they also have um tiger mask w on there 2b tv for those who don't know 
it, and you should know by now because I've seen commercials of it here in the East Coast at least. Tubi TV is a free streaming network that shows a whole bunch of different it has a different category of um shows and movies to watch the only bad part about it i guess if you could call it bad is that it's 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 i want to say it's full of ads but it does have ads on there and commercials and everything and there is no way to buy a premium version or anything they, they absolutely just make it free and you could just watch it but it's just like oh it's just like watching normal tv you have commercials every so often but with that said they actually do have some pretty good content for instance they have every single transformer series ever done and i'm not joking i'm like from g1 which you can watch to armada to all everything except for like headmaster i believe but every almost every transformer series that has been made is on there like no joke um they also have infinity force which they originally had they were the first to have that series uh, I mentioned Tiger Mask W and they have a whole bunch of other uh, anime in there too. Some that are not on on to, um, on Funimation or Crunchyroll. And it's awesome. It's pretty damn awesome. And one of them is Toriko. And I stumbled onto this and I'm like, no way. Not only is it on there, but it is also the English dub version in HD. And I could not be happier because now I get to finally watch every single episode. All 50 episodes are in there. And for those who don't know Toriko, basically, like I said, I play, he was, he's in the game. And that's why I mentioned J-Star Victory versus Plus. He's actually in the game. And I was very intrigued of him because of his moveset. And, and he kind of has this, he kind of has this aura of Goku mixed with Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star, in a sense. And, um, it's, it's really crazy. It's, it's, it's a, like, go out of your way to find this. Download the Tubi TV app is on there. But for those who don't know, Toriko is a gourmet hunter who seeks to find the perfect full course meal. Now, I should also mention that he is in a world where food just grows out of everything. Like their bushes are food. Their trees grow pancakes. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely, absolutely undoubtedly absurd but it's absurd in a great way this is freaking Candyland. they have streams of water that it like it's crazy I, I every like it is funny because every episode starts off with the narrator talking about different regions where certain type of you know foods are grown or certain type of species that are made their fish literally made of jelly they are like animals that are like i mean bushes that grow hamburgers or whatnot and um streams that are you know trees that are made of spaghetti it's it's crazy it is absolutely undoubtedly crazy and then everybody is pretty much gourmet hunters or really top-notch chefs toriko as i mentioned he's on his path to you know find his full course meal but in doing so he's also a highly skilled hunter that gets hired by a bunch of people in particular this organization i believe it's called the gto i forgot but um, this organization that uh, hires him to find rare ingredients around the world. And he goes alongside with this other uh, character and they go on these adventures. They also go up against, you know, this legion, uh, this evil organization or whatnot that this is the part I need to get into because it's this evil organization that's trying to stop Toriko and get the ingredients and all this. It's so crazy. But Toriko also has these martial arts abilities 
that allows him to do kind of really like fist of the north star like um move sets or or you know or somewhat in a sense he he fights like kenshiro but he eats like goku Okay. And then on top of that, like the weirdly delectable food that they make looks awesome. Like it, it's something that you could never really make in real life, but it's from a food sense, it looks good. And they make it even, it, it just, they just make it even more tastier when they just drool over the things that they eat. And I absolutely, you got to see this. It, it's, it's really what makes anime so fun because it's that out of the, out of the box thinking that really makes you love anime because they just go there they don't they, there is no conformity in their imagination <laughs> so Turico is airing on tubi tv go out of your way to check it out it is absolutely an awesome anime in all 50 episodes in english and i love the english cast on there as well and Turico himself i think that's what really grabbed me because Turico's voice is actually the voice of the actor who plays Whis. so like on, on dragon ball super so it's awesome because you hear his voice on here and it's like really manly and it sounds like endeavor but then you go to um you go right into dragon ball uh super and you got Whis, who I, another favorite character that i love who has this very flamboyant you know persona and sounds totally different the range of this guy is just awesome and uh just go anyway check, trust me you'll love it everything from the the opening music and everything it's just it, it, it's fun it's a very fun anime uh so go out of your way and check it out so i also wanted to talk about my thoughts on finally the assembled episode that i wanted to see marvel's assembled which is a behind the scenes series whenever they do um one of the marvel specials or movies now because they just didn't want a black widow as well but um which was the first it was the first movie to really get covered so which means we'll probably get shang uh chi shortly after when that comes out in november 12th i believe but it's a you know behind it the making uh it's a making of series or behind the scenes series of how they put the marvel the disney plus marvel series together so they did one of course on WandaVision and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki recently. Um, but I was waiting for the what if one because I wanted to see how they would do in terms of talking about the animation that they put it together. And um, and of course, one of the biggest standouts of it all, you know, having Chadwick Boseman appear in four episodes of the series, which was very important and see how they were going to address it and see how they were going to you know talk about it and everything so you know i was looking for this and it's finally here and i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it was like about 45 minutes kind of it was shorter than uh, most of them but it was it was short and sweet and really to the point they talked about the history of the what if comics which i absolutely love and for those who don't didn't know that what if was based on the comic book series it gives you an idea to really look out for it and i highly recommend everybody going out of your way to find what if books and it's in particularly it like just like they said like the early ones are really good but then it gets really great i'm out, one of my some of my favorites is um what is it uh, what is it i think what what if the silver surfer got the affinity gauntlet i believe was one of them or um what if um 
you know, Civil War, which also was a great story as well. And, and the events of the originals, you know, comic book version of um, Civil War between Cap and Iron Man. It went a different direction in the what if version. So you have that. I mean, there's some really awesome ones. There's some really, really, really great ones here, too. Um, just go out of your way and check it out. Even if, if you do it digitally, Cosmicology or I say Cosmicology all the time. I, it's so hard not to say that. Comicsology is uh, a good source to find these books as well. So uh, or even the Marvel apps, too, um, that sells di their digital line. But Comicsology um, probably is a really good way of finding the what if books as well. So, uh, it, but it was really cool. They also talked about the animation style and what they were going for. Um, I really, I, I, it's funny because they, um, they didn't mention how much of a Disney inspired uh, animation this was, and it, but they really covered that part too. But I just love the animation style. I love what they did with that. I love how they portrayed it. Um, just, it's pretty awesome. And they also focus on Jeffrey Wright, who is the watcher. And apparently the guy that they hire for almost everything. Now, after watching What If, I also noticed that they're using, he's he's doing, he's taking on uh, projects, narrating other things. I, I heard his voice on a car commercial recently. I also seen, um, there is a documentary series while the rest of us dyers i forgot what it's called it's on vice tv but he's the narrator for that too and it talks about like all of these you know they kind of really expose how rich people profit off of our health and our well-being and all that stuff and it, it really puts another perspective on it but having jeffrey wright's voice in there it really really does the job <laughs> there and jeffrey talks about Jeffrey uh, talks about, uh, and I'm, I'm, I've become an, an absolutely great fan of his uh, since this whole thing. He's awesome. He is just absolutely awesome. I, I, and by the way, I can't wait to see him portray Commissioner Gordon on the Batman because uh, he's going to be on there too. And we're getting a different, we're getting a different Earth here of Commissioner Gordon. So I, I think he's going to be awesome in here. But he talks about his experience and how much he had enjoyed the watcher and the idea of the watcher having to do the one thing he was not supposed to do and that was break the oath and all that stuff and he was how intrigued he was and playing this role and such and what i loved about jeffrey too is that he did he literally did his homework i mean he when he quoted and referenced something from marvel he knew exactly what book and number issue it was that he was referencing and he 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 spoke so fluidly about of experience like it just you could tell he really did his homework and and talk and and, and researching the watcher because he i mean my man <laughs> I, I was not expecting him to be so fluid with his with him articulating about the, his his understanding of the watcher and for him to just go right into it and just mention like well and what if number issue something 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 he did to, and i was like whoa <laughs> okay this is the dedication i like to see in actors and directors this is exactly what i want to see here so uh, it was it was pretty awesome but they also of course and uh, this is what i was waiting for most of all was how they were going to talk about chadwick boseman and uh 
you know, and, and how much were they going to talk about in that reference? And to their credit, I give them credit. They managed to mention it without mentioning it. The idea of him doing the episodes, they never focused on what he was going through when he did it. They just, you know, said it. But Jeffrey, to his credit, you know, said, you know, he said that he really loved the fact that he was able to be a part of this. And it was great to hear his voice once again play the role of T'Challa, you know, in such a way, in such a different way. And they were talking about how Chadwick wanted to, he, he really liked the idea of T'Challa being this different version of himself you know when he plays star lord especially in that episode and how he was becoming a more swag um smooth version of himself and a little bit more charismatic uh version of himself but also was able to be the cool version of star lord and that everybody would respect and they really talked near and dear about that episode um it was just I, I just loved it um they did like i said they managed to talk about his contributions without blatantly talking about his passing and they did it in such a it was a, a very respectful manner way and everything and you know it, you know i couldn't ask for anything more i just really glad it was it didn't they didn't emphasize on it too much but it was enough to make you understand how much they felt about his contributions and what they and i think i think jeffrey wright really subtly mentioned just you know i miss hearing that voice you know i really it was really good to hear that voice and i think it was a sentiment that we all you know felt in the same way and it, you really couldn't because if you if you said too much about him it would become the behind the scenes based upon what he was doing and you kind of didn't want to do that you still they were still focusing on like um what they were doing for you know captain carter and some of the other you know deals and and, and dr strange so they wanted to not make it overwhelming about him but they did make it good enough that like you know yes we mentioned it and it was something that was near and dear to us that he was a part of this you know so it was awesome they also talked about um bringing in the zombie episodes too and the the significance of the zombie uh, Marvel characters because they are a popular factor in the comic books and people love the Marvel zombies in here so having them in there as well and then bringing all this together to do the Ultron episode just really well done and I am right now starting to re-binge on all of it because Hawkeye's coming out soon so this is my time to really watch everything over again and I'm watching WandaVision again I'm starting off with that I'm just going in the same in the same direction that i did when they started so i'm going to do wandavision i'm going to do captain uh what is it uh falcon and the winter soldier i'm going to go back to loki i'm just doing it all over again and i'm watching wandavision right now and i'm like this is just genius <laughs> this show is like just watching it all over again and and without having to rush or do anything just totally enjoying it these these shows are just phenomenal like they deserve any nominations or awards that they get uh, wandavision especially wandavision is that show young people are not going to appreciate because they don't get it and they didn't grow up you know during the times of watching the shows that they're you know paying tribute to but if you're a person like me who used to watch black and white you know um reruns and and old you know shows like what they were doing and then grew up which it's total nostalgic blast for people of my demographic and it was meant for people in my demographic as well so kudos to them but 
go out of your way. If you have not watched not one episode of Marvel's Assembled on Disney Plus, do yourself a favor, go out of your way, especially if you are big fans of any of the shows that they created for the Marvel uh, Phase 4 uh, universe. Go watch it because it is awesome. Just them talking about everything that's been made from all the shows that they made so far. Um, I And since they did a Black Widow one, I, I think a Shang-Chi a Shang-Chi one will be coming soon with that too. And then uh, Hawkeye is going to be coming out as well. So stay tuned for all of that. All right. Now, trailer talk. We got two trailers we got to talk about here. Um, and this will end the segment of what's new in the world of ACMG. But let's talk thoughts on the big surprise. Pixar released a trailer to a new movie based on Buzz Lightyear entitled Lightyear. This surprise announcement uh, announcement shows us a new and more kind of I hate to say it in a sense, but a new but a more realistic approach with Buzz Lightyear. And I say realistic in a sense because the Buzz Lightyear that we all are familiar with was a toy. This is the real Buzz Lightyear. Um in a sense like this is Buzz Lightyear's life. This was what the toy was based off. So this is going to be interesting to see what they did. This is a really awesome and bold move for them to go. And it gives them it, it, it it's genius in a sense that it gives them more range to because they did Toy Stories four times. They expanded the fame of Toy Stories over the years, and now they can extend this whole entire thing and do these real these real world approaches of the these characters. And the minute that people saw this trailer, and I know I've it came up in my mind, and I know um, a few of our ACMG members came up and said the same thing. We get in a light year, you know, movie. We got to get a Woody movie. We got to get some sort of a spaghetti Western style movie from um, in this fashion as well. It, 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 it's just, they really they have to. And I, it's no way that they can't do that. I think it'll be awesome. But um, yeah, this is going to be crazy. We get to see the life of Buzz Lightyear in a way that we've never seen it before. And what is lovely about it is that when you look at the trailer, it looks like we've seen some awesome, fantastic, phenomenal Pixar films before, visually. This one looks like they just, it looks so next level. Everything about it just looks so next level. They went all out. They they they, they broke the ceiling of limitations that they had for anime animation quality in this. Everything about it just looks it looks it looks what you would look it looks like what you would expect from Pixar, but it just looks a little bit a little bit more. <laughs> it just looks fantastic. But the biggest surprise is that the role of Buzz will not be of our beloved Tim Allen. <laughs> it will be uh, Buzz will um, be none other than Captain America himself. Chris Evans, which, by the way, in a sense, is perfect because have you heard Chris Evans' voice? He can. First of all, not even just Chris Evans' voice. Have you seen Chris Evans perform? I mean, dating back to if you look at him and Fantastic Four, and you look at him as Captain America, his range of acting. Nobody really. They, they, people underestimate Chris Evans 
range of acting. He can do so many different roles. It's just we're so synonymous with him being Captain America. People forgot that he was Johnny Storm. And he was part of the reason why that movie was enjoyable to watch and fun to watch because of his, his portrayal of Johnny Storm. And honestly, that's how he got to become Captain America. But he also played on Scott Pilgrim's versus the world. He's also played in Knives Out. And if you play, look at all those roles, he's a different dude. He just, you, you just can't get out of the, the visual mindset that that's Captain America. But you know, when you think about it and you hear his voice, he does sound like Tim Allen's portrayal of, of um, Buzz Lightyear, but slightly younger. And maybe that's what they were going for. I'm not sure. And of course, many are wondering why the original voice of like uh, Buzz Lightyear, Tim Allen, will not be a part of it. We Maybe we'll know, maybe we'll not. We'll see how it goes as time goes by and we lead it on. But um, they seem to be going a different direction. And there are some people who think that the reason why that Tim Allen is not doing it is because of his right wing views. I don't know to what extent that is. I know he is a Republican. I know he kind of did support, you know, 45 in a sense. But honestly, um, I don't I don't think he was never in the I don't think he was ever in the Roseanne level of things like I've never heard anything from that stretch of him saying like i mean of course we had last man standing which he's done before and it was kind of geared to you know poke fun at you know the democratic party and and have his views and all the stuff because republicans don't have that type of reach and i will tell you this i'm not, I'm not a republican i'm not a democrat at all but i would tell you this i enjoyed last man standing because you know it was just a fun show i get he was kind of the archie bunker <laughs> sort of kind of not in not in the scent not in the racist sense of archie bunker but like he had he was kind of it was kind of in that sense of that character but i thought it was i thought last man standing was awesome um it was a great show it, he just had another view but I, I would say this when when the uh when um all the things that happened during the election all stuff they kind of shifted gears and talked less about the events of everything going on when that show came out so it was it was very interesting but tim holland is to me is as a comedian he's awesome as a actor he's awesome i mean i never i didn't i i didn't understand his his views on things or didn't care or it, it didn't blast on social media as, as much but i mean it is what it is but nonetheless i don't know to what end he people believe that that's the reason why he's not buzz lightyear anymore and i hope that's not the case because i mean what would, would warrant that type of situation would it be because he said something some derogatory things or some things that people didn't like or what i don't understand i think i like to believe that it's just they just switching on to a new thing this is going to be a new version and that's just that um i mean this is not the first time this has happened before i i will i will give you a reference here in terms of talk time live tc carson who is the original voice of kratos um on god of war we had him on the show very early in our in our run of this show and you could go to talktimelive.com into our podcast page and search for that interview of tc carson and we talk about it because it was right about the time that the the new god of war was coming out and people were wondering why tc carson wasn't going to be playing that role anymore and why that role wasn't being portrayed by him because he's awesome 
he's done every single god of war you know um piece and even though this is like a older version of god of war like why isn't tc carson doing it either like tc carson he could do an older version of kratos it doesn't make sense but they gave it to another actor and um mike judge i believe and uh you know that was that he didn't understand it either he couldn't he couldn't understand why that was the case i mean sometimes it's just that studios want to do something different give it a new take on it and it looks like that could be just it you know it because tc carson damn sure didn't get it because of his views or anything he's he's dude is laid back and mellow he doesn't i mean he 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 speaks his mind on things but he's not like he's not like an extremist or anything so it, it's not nearly that it's just that the studios may just want a different approach so i know there are people on social media who want to have they who want who want the narrative to be something of that extreme to make themselves feel like they're in the know or they knowledge no sometimes it's not that it's not the case and people can be ever so delusional towards that so i mean just let it go i you know if it, tim allen would have done it i would still watch it and support it and dug it i mean as long as he didn't really do anything stupid <laughs> towards that nah but um you know they give it to chris evans i'm all for it so get ready because this movie is coming to theaters in the summer of 2022 and i am i guarantee you this movie is going to make so much money <laughs> i mean I think everybody's going to watch this. Not only just kids. I think I know I'm going to check it out. I am definitely going to check this out. The fact that it's Buzz Lightyear and a whole new different twist and an approach. And then on top of that, Chris Evans is on air. We got Captain America doing a voice. That's a win-win situation. It is. It is done. It is. I'm, I'm done. So last thing I want to talk about is the is my thoughts on the first full trailer of Netflix's Cowboy Bebop, based on the beloved anime series starring Steve Bloom as Spike. So the show looks fantastic. And this is one of those situations, this reminds me of, um, this reminds me of X-Men. Way back when X-Men came out in 2000 and people, when we found out that the X-Men was coming out with a movie in 2000 and people were just, you know they were just throwing mad shade before they even know what the movie looks like before they even seen anything they was doubting it which I, I still don't understand to this day this is a reoccurring thing we do this all the time where fans always prejudge and 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 throw shade on something before they'd ever even see it or come out it's like why make keep making the same stupid mistake and then much like what happened we saw a picture of hugh jackman for the first time the picture of hugh jackman went everywhere went viral because we didn't know who the hell hugh jackman was at the time he was a new figure a fresh new face in the world of hollywood and we saw him as wolverine with the hair and everything and the claws and people got hyped and excited this it the exact same thing just happened here where we got to see this trailer after all this you know this is gonna suck this is gonna not gonna look good i'm not gonna like this, this is not gonna be any man this trailer looked fantastic i mean these this special they went all out on the special effects the the because you know this is a you know for those who watched the original anime series this is a noir like a space noir type of uh series so you gotta every it's gonna be involved in space all the time so space has to look 
you know, inter space in the future and all that stuff has to look absolutely fantastic. Like the special effects, the CGI cannot look like crap. And my God, they have spent, they spent bank on this, on this show. It is obvious. This is movie. This is silver screen movie quality CGI. It looks highly produced. Um, we see some of our familiar characters and scenes that mimic the anime as by the way as well um to me i like i said i mentioned it before but it, it, it gives me dick tracy vibes because um if you guys watch that one of my all-time favorite you know um movies it gives that vibe or, or even speed racer to that extent it gives that type of vibe that it it plays on the cinematic the uh, cinematic and uh and the cinematography of it all plays just a little bit like those two movies and it looks like it and it, it feels the look and feel of it it just looks awesome uh i just i can't wait as expected many fans were more optimistic after watching that trailer i it's it just looks awesome i mean the ship the characters the scenes it's coming november 19th get ready because i am all for this i i so can't wait for this so if you haven't seen the trailer it's out now it's on social media it's on YouTube. Go out of your way, check it out. It is fantastic. I, I, oh my God, I can't speak enough of that. But I, um, I think Cho is gonna, uh, John Cho is gonna really do a great job. I think people sleep on John Cho because they haven't really focused on John Cho. I've been a fan of. I said it before. I've been a fan of him for a very long time. Him and his sister, who is a legendary comedian herself, Margaret Cho, and um, I look. I have full confidence that this dude, regardless of his age or whatever, will be able to pull it off. I hate people who think they know what the hell they're talking about, even though they've never been in the industry, even though they don't know a damn thing about anything. <laughs> so get ready to be wrong again. I think I, I predicted this show was going to be awesome. So stay, you know, stay tuned for that. All right. That will do it for what's due in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back. And when we do, I have been waiting to talk about this movie for quite some time. We're going to talk about My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, what's happening? This is T.C. Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. Possibly the biggest anime premiere of all time, or to date, I should say. Um, this was met in many more theaters than any of the anime 
past and i'm talking about dragon ball super i'm talking um what was the other ones there were some other ones that came out a while back that was in that was in select theaters that we never got to see this is the first time it's been in all theater like virtually all theaters at this point um it was even playing in my local theater up the street so i had the opportunity to watch this and it, it was just, they went all out they went all out and i mentioned in uh earlier in our show that you know they put money into this not only just putting out on all theaters but also providing a booklet which gives some of the aspects of what's going on who's in it all the new characters everything that's involved in this movie and in, in such in a sort of a manga like um book it's really awesome it, it, it is a manga uh that they provided um but it just gives us more insights on certain all the new characters and everything that we're looking into in the movie so you know they gave this after the fact because there were a lot of spoilers in the book that they talk about so it's it's really cool that they offered that out to people as well i don't know if they're going to do it because i'm going back to the movies i'm going back to see this movie again with uh, one of our acmg members this week because uh they haven't got a chance to see it yet but i told her like i have no problem going in and checking it again and um this is an hour and 40 minute movie too so like there is there's a lot of action there's a lot of you know comedy moments and there are some slowdown moments that i wasn't too happy with and some sinking moments or whatnot but other than that you know overall i really liked it because by the end we got to see we got there's a lot of payoff at the end in this movie so the story of this one and i like this story because i felt like the antagonist of this movie was bigger than the prior than the last two prior movies that came out and i really felt that this was the biggest threat that they had since uh all one for all or um all for one i should say um and i i really like this this organization was pretty much hydra <laughs> this was pretty much hydra in a sense so this evil this new evil organization known as hummerize threatens to rid themselves of all who have quirks based on their theory and belief known as the quirk doomsday theory our heroes which includes some of our favorite ua students deku bakugo todoroki uh every like literally everybody that we've seen in the series have gone has spread out and built up teams around the globe to stop hummerize because hummerize is everywhere around the globe there's a sector in every single part of the world like the, this this organization is huge and this is sort of, sort of like you know secret organization slash religious cult in a sense so i mean there, there's some hydra elements to this indeed uh in here so meanwhile a new kid and his bird somehow gets deku caught up in a scandal that makes him a wanted criminal who is on a run for mass murders little do any of them know that all of this is tied up to the quirk doomsday theory and hummerizes attempt to stop uh to rid themselves of everything quirks now take note the crazy part about this with hummerizing this is why there's such a, a um a sect religion or cult is that many of the members of hummerize actually are you know people with powers and quirks so regardless of the fact that they're really trying to rid themselves of these people with quirks they're still they're they're deep into the belief system that this new uh organization or this leader named fleck turn has convinced them he has manipulated them to believe that like their 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 lives need to be purified by dying <laughs> this is deep this is some of the one of the most deepest villains i've seen on the series to date so 
in terms of the cast we got uh justin briner uh playing you know back as izuku midoriya aka deku we got cliff uh clifford chapin back as uh katsuki bakago david matranga you know shoto todoroki um new one ryan colt levy who i actually got to see at new york comic-con uh during the panel for this the huge panel for this um he's played rudy soul which is a kid uh from the town of othian who survives without his mother and missing father his quirk is soul and you kind of reveal what that is later on uh he lives in the shady odd he lives in the shady town doing odd jobs to support his brother and sister and there's a really endearing backstory to his situation and why he's doing what he's doing and of course to his beliefs of everything as well we also have christina v uh by the way all of all of which except for ryan or were uh i interviewed for repop during the metaverse this year so um if you get a chance go to talktimelive.com you can see my me interviewing the core cast of my hero academia which were all in this movie and you can see christina v who's also sailor um mars as well with me in the uh sailor moon cast as i interviewed them too on a me going to talktimelive.com you go on the media page you'll see all of them there great bunch of people going on here um so christina v uh, play pino which is the bird to roddy soul uh and it is really cute really really cute and then the which really surprised me fleck turn was played by robbie damon if you recognize that name robbie damon is also better known as peter parker spider-man in the disney xd uh spider-man series the latest spider-man series that has come out so he plays the peter parker for that one uh for that series as well he's one of the alum <laughs> for of peter parker's and spider-man's out there and then you also have other appearances such as my man kyle habert also a major guest on the um of talk time live uh he play he returns his fat gum monica riel uh suyu asui is on air as well and they're they're not on air fully but you you they have different times where we get to see them and they get their lines in and all this stuff so it's pretty cool that, that everybody gets to get some type of shine in here even even if they're not like the biggest focus because they are I, they recognize that a lot of people are fans of each of these characters there's a lot there's there's as many characters of my hero academia as there are transformers and it this there was sort of a transformers vibe about this movie because much like transformers the movie when transformers the movie first came out in 1986 i believe or 85 one of the two we got to not only see a epic new movie based on our favorite cartoon but technically anime but also we got to see brand new characters that we never got to see before and they did the same thing here with this movie in a sense we got to see some brand new characters here um some new heroes for instance oh by the way yeah patrick says uh as endeavor you know he was kind of a mid-level focus here lucy christian uh plays uh achako aroroka and uh in here as well uh so all your favorites do are in here and they get some sort of a shine in here as well but then you see new heroes the one that stood out the most for me was hilarious salam salam is an egyptian pro hero with a quirk that turns him into a 2d hieroglyphic art form that comes to life and he's moving in 2d form exactly like the hieroglyphics that you see on egyptian uh you know art 
It is hilarious. I, I it you talk about quirky. You don't get any. You don't get no more quirky than that. And there were people in the, in the audience cracking up when they saw him like running away because he's running away in 2D form. Like he's just not running away normally. Like he's kind of the pro hero to the you know sidekicks in there. It's 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 it's. You can't get any quirky or weirder than that, man. This is crazy. Big Red Dot, also a pro hero from uh, Singapore. He was pretty awesome. And here as well, Clairvoyance, which is a pro hero from Endeavor's team. Uh, Claire, Claire's sidekick, which I thought was very awesome. They didn't give her uh, give her a name, but she bear she share uh, she bears the ability and appearance of a ninja flying squirrel. Squirrel girl, look out! <laughs> like she 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 was awesome looking. Um, some of their designs are really quirky, but then they have some really awesome designs where their costumes look on point and everything and it looks pretty dope she was her her whole look her whole design was pretty dope i want to see more of the sidekick here i think the sidekick looks awesome um and i really hope they give her a name and i hope she comes on season six of my hero academia by the way there was also some new villains one in particular was like one of my favorite and that was barros who is a member and mercenary of hummer eyes who seeks to find and kill midoriya and roddy who is on a run uh, because they have this attache suitcase um, with one with some with some important information on here uh, that will help them, you know, prosper to the, to purify everybody, if you will. She is pretty much Hawkeye or Green Arrow in this case, with the difference being that her quirk allows her to transform her fingers into a bow, and as well as the ability to aim and shoot anything from it with pinpoint accuracy she was awesome and again another character whose costume was really cool she had like the like the ninja face mask on there and then she had a hood so it gave you that kind of a green arrow like type of vibe to it and then you know her whole entire hand just turned into a bow and she shot arrows from it it was it's pretty dope um it's really cool and then you have Sepentaurus, uh who's another member of humorize who can transform into a beast with swords or a monster like figure with swords that can extend and whip so uh these are very significant characters indeed leviathan also a beastly member of hummerize with the ability to create uh water twisters with the with these fingertips so why these three are significant is because at the end of the movie they wind up battling uh, everybody uh, battling, uh, battling mostly the main characters, I should say. Um, but let's talk about those favorite moments. Seeing Midoriya continue to be a hero despite being on the run, where like there was just one scene. And by the way, spoiler alert for anybody who's checking. You know, uh, there will be some spoilage in here. <laughs> so, just want to say if you do, if you haven't watched the movie, don't listen at this point because I'm going to be totally talking about deeper parts of this movie here. But um, seeing Midoriya continue to be a hero despite being on the run where he and Roddy sneaks on top of a bus and well, Roddy is just used to, he's, he's used to doing what he has to do to survive. But Midoriya still, he is, he has his moral ethics in there. So they're sneaking on top of a bus. They didn't pay fare. So the window was open and Midoriya somehow, some way just plucks two tokens into perfectly into the slot just to say that they made their fare even though they were sitting on top of the actual roof it was 
it was one of those things and, and people in the crowd were actually um laughing at that because it's just like he's just such a goody dude <laughs> he's just such a a goody two-shoes dude but it's like you kind of get it it's, it's really cool i also want to talk about something that we didn't see in season five and i got a feeling we're going to see soon enough and that is midoriya's uh new ability deku has the ability to project energy streams of energy from his fingertips or his hands in which he is using to swing across high places like a certain wall crawler people in the theater was like wait a minute when did this happen i didn't i don't remember him ever, ever able to do this and i thought at first you think at first it's the gloves on his costume that is allowing him to do this it is not in fact he there are times where he's not wearing normal uh, he's not wearing his uniform in his outfit and he's still able to do this and i'm like where did he learn this <coughs> where exactly did he learn how to do this and it's pretty awesome i love this there is also speaking of um speaking of wall crawlers i i couldn't get past the idea that there's a scene in othian where roddy is in with the bartender who hires him to do one of these little shady jobs of getting these stolen jewels or whatever but in front of the in front of the bar, it says Stan Lee's, and, it's, and Lee is spelled differently. And I'm like, and I, they showed it twice in the beginning and near the end. And I'm like, that can't be coincidence. That that sounds like a little bit of a nod to Stan Lee. I I, I it had to be, because uh, but Lee was spelled L E Y apostrophe. Yes, so it's like Stan Lee's. You know bar or whatever like that so I, I think that was a little bit of a nod to stan lee i could be wrong but it just it's very coincident it's, it's a coincidence this is a show about heroes they have somebody named stan and they have the word lee technically on there so i don't know <laughs> it's just, i just thought that was very interesting but also um some other great moments here too was the big battles at the end between um heroes and hummerize you got bakugo versus Sepinters. um which was uh, what you would expect from a bakugo fight like bakugo is just going all out he's giving it all he's you know you thought the fight was over but this dude is still coming hard you know so you got that you got todoroki versus leviathan uh this dude's made um is able to put out water todoroki has the uh, you know the ability of fire and ice so you get some elemental uh fights here and then midoriya versus fleck turn which was a long drawn out epic battle and then at the end which i was like okay when is this dude ever going to turn 100 uh on on himself again for all uh one for all we only got to see it once during uh the fourth season of my hero academia will we ever see it again i am happy to say and it took them forever to get to this point but yes Midoriya reaches 100% again and takes this dude out and it was awesome because now we thought it was it's, it's not a fluke this dude's hair turns you know fluorescent blue and a la super saiyan god and we're gonna see an evolution of Midoriya we're seeing it now we're seeing the next level here we already see him you able to use um he's way more an accomplished hero in this movie as we see than he ever was before so it was really awesome to see but this idea that hummerize you know being the organization that it is and and all this stuff just makes this movie a much bigger bigger threat and i thought this is probably one of the best 
villains that we got to see in a long time, especially uh, between Fleck Turn or the Humorized Organization. I don't think they uh, mess with anybody bigger at this point. Uh, now, granted, we have, if you watch the latest episodes of um, My Hair Academia, the season five episodes, they're doing a saga they, there's a really awesome saga right now that's it's not focused on the heroes at all it's, it's they, in fact they even call it my villain Ac uh, academia and it's basically telling the origin stories of all the villains from the um league of villains right now and the recent one being uh tomura tomura uh shikaraki his origin story is absolutely awesome and and, and, and devastating at the same time um it gives you a whole new perspective on him in this case because and if i'm correct i could be wrong but i swear to goodness somebody could correct me on this but his they revealed his grandmother was a hero and i could swear his grandmother was the possessor or the predecessor of all for of, of one for um one for all before all might got it so if i'm correct if that is her there's a big tie-in here between him between uh midoriya and all might here very interesting but his tragic i thought todoroki's origin story or his upbringing was tragic no it has nothing on shika uh shigaraki it, it's menacing it is very sad it is devastating um it was tragic it is extremely tragic and i i feel like this series really grabs on tragedy really well here because between his story and todoroki's upbringing they both have some similar some similarities in, in terms of abusive upbringings this one was no different but he handled it in a different way based upon his quirk and it's very psychotic it is really really psychotic um so now he's now his he's become even more powerful than before so it looks like he may have a organization that could be as big as samurai uh humorize here uh so it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here but we also have not seen a um midoriya in his new formation yet because now you know also they're exploring you know one for all for him in this season as well so we have yet to see it for those who have not watched the manga so we'll see but in turn as far as this this movie is concerned i enjoyed it my only the only cringeworthy part about this movie and, and the, the only one negative i had was that they had a a and they, and they, they do this a lot with anime movies and they have these scenes where they play you know a certain song um for it's a it's a sing it's a music segment and they have these songs and not all of them are great not all of them are great and some of them are cringeworthy this one was a slightly bit cringeworthy but to their credit it didn't last long uh it was way less than other ones i've seen one of the one, one of the one i hate what was the one that i really never liked um i usually fast forward right through i think it's dragon ball z the tree of might maybe because it's young gohan and he's singing and all this stuff and they're going through this like little musical sequence and at this point i'm like it it, it it gets really cringeworthy and i just fast forward to it and just get it out of the way but um this kind of has that type of vibe to it but again it doesn't last that long and it just you know gets through it doesn't hurt the movie that 
by any stretch to me um you know the rest of the movie is just pretty awesome uh i love it i don't i really wish they would have kept the stealth suits they only wore those stealth suits at the beginning um i can't wait because uh 2000 i believe 2021 i will have um two, the two uh bakugo and midoriya figures from the movie and, and they're wearing the stealth suits i'm looking at their band presto um statue figures uh so i'm looking forward to that that, that they look awesome i can't wait but overall love this movie the performances were awesome as always the movie was action-packed it was it, it had a balance of everything drama comedy uh character development uh you know and and, and just in animation and in quality everything was just top notch is what you would expect i'm looking forward to seeing how well this movie is going to do in theaters how well it's going to do in all everywhere now i went to go see i went to an early matinee so it wasn't that many people there but there's probably going to be more people in the evening at best so because it was one o'clock so mostly people are at work when i go see the movies and all this stuff or to, like i usually go to movies like early like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or one o'clock or something like that people are usually at work they don't get to see these movies till afterwards so go out of your way to check it out if you're a fan of this movie you won't be disappointed at all and because i loved it so much and it met all you know everything all standards and preferences for me the grade i give is an a if you're my hero academia fan you will not be disappointed so go out of your way and check it out folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope you guys enjoyed it again tumblr uh they now are giving me access to allow you know they are fixing that site the there is now a link that you could click on above every episode that i post now so until they get the actual player back that's all you're gonna have to deal with but they are working on it right now hopefully by the end of the week they will have this troubleshoot it they will get to take care of it. it'll be back you'll see the actual player on it rather than just like some type of a link um in there but if you click on that link you will be able to listen to the show so uh people have started to migrate back into tumblr and we're seeing it more and more now so you go anyway enjoy it check it out this in every episode not only on tumblr but you can also go to talktimelive.com you can check out that and all the content that i have in here including all the podcast episodes like i mentioned earlier you could go to the media page where i have all of the repop metaverse uh panels virtual panels that i did earlier this year with the core cast of my hair academia um acmg members can see it on there as well um you can also on on the group page as well you can also see um all the cast of sailor moon uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime the pokemon cast is a clip of that on there and many many more you could also go on to the exclusive video page where you can see all my interviews from talk time live on air that i did in video form and more to come trust me uh so you could go there and if you are a fan of other podcast platforms you could also subscribe and download on spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast google podcast stitcher popping tune in audible pocket cast and pandora and of course my people shout out to the tumblr community that's been hanging on uh, thus far and again let's hope that they fix and complete everything that's going on right now with that uh with tumblr so ah uh, this sunday uh next sunday i should say Eter marvel's eternals is coming out we're finally going to get to see that i'm going to say at this moment i'm not too hyped about this because i've never read the internals in the in the comics 
Um, this is one of those situations like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Will this make me a fan of it? Because this is one of the comics that I didn't really. This is going to be focused on more cosmic aspect of it. So we'll see how they do. Will this gel well as the, as the rest of them? We'll see. Um, so I'll be reviewing that. And then on our video game podcast, select start Super Robot Wars 30. I got the import. I will be letting you, I will let you know how that is. I'm actually also going to check out Messenger Z on Funimation because I haven't checked that out yet. And that robot, that mech is in the game as well, along with some mechs from Gundam and all these other different mechs that are all in here in this major, major crossover um, real-time strategy game that is out only in Japan for Bandai Namco as well. It is on Steam and PC right now, but if you want to play it on a Nintendo Switch, you got to go out of your way to get the import from Japan. And they do have an English version, which I have, and I'll be talking about all of that this week. So folks, until then, happy Halloween, be safe, be very safe, not only mask up, but also wear the best mask that you could possibly be today in honor of Halloween and enjoy it. Be safe out there. So that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.